You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Bad Boys here with me, Simon Street, Sin City, Steve, and Matt Michaels. Welcome, everybody, to the show. If you're watching us, wherever you're watching us, make sure you please uh, throw in a comment somewhere in your chat box, YouTube Live, Twitch Live, and uh, Facebook. So welcome to the show. This is our wrestling talk. We're going to kind of recap what happened this past week. Again, we appreciate everybody. For uh, hanging out with us, and make sure to throw your comments into the um, to the box as well. All right. So, with no further ado, fellas, let's get right into the show. We always start off with our four way stop. All right, Sin City, Steve, what did you have for this week? All right, Samoa Joe is once again your AEW TNT champion after defeating Darby Allen in a no-holds-barred match to close out Dynamite this week. Darby exposed the wood underneath the ring apron, but Joe uh, countered Darby's offense and dropped him with a muscle buster onto the exposed wood. Um, pretty solid match. Uh, pretty violent episode of Dynamite across the board. And uh, Joe got a, a hard way split in this match uh, so the king of television should have a pretty wicked looking scar. Uh, also announced on Wednesday, AEW will be starting house shows uh, under the name of AEW House Rules. The uh, the non-televised events are definitely needed for their roster. Uh, it'll allow uh, the AEW roster to get more ring reps. And, you know, it was just a matter of time until mm -hmm. uh, this kind of thing happened, especially yeah. with having Jeff Jarrett in the fold as uh, he kind of did the same thing. Uh, you know, booking and mapping out the the house show tours and the live events uh, when he worked for WWE. So, yeah, it makes sense. And then uh, also uh, on uh, Dynamite, Jade Cargill defeated Red Velvet to reach 50-0 and retain her TBS title. Uh, now that we've established Jade as a killer, she's gotten her 50-0. TK needs to find a way to get that title off of Jade. Uh, without diminishing her stock. Uh, she's definitely a homegrown star in AEW um, that still needs some seasoning, but she would definitely benefit from a different character direction, to say the very least. Hmm. Okay. Call Goldberg. <laughs> hey, well, let me go right over to you, Mr. Simon Street, man. What you have for this week? Well, let me tell you, man, uh, let's just start right into it with uh, NXT's Vengeance Day 2023. Man, oh man. That match, that match that kicked off with Wesley and Dijak. What a hell of a goddamn match. Oh my goodness. From, I, I always love a match to where you're able to showcase someone with speed versus someone who's big. 
It's amazing. It's great. And they did this. They pulled out no stops. I'm going to call it. Y'all can look at me crazy. If there ever was a spiritual successor to the spirit of Shawn Michaels, I would say Wesley is runner up in top five today. Outside of that, I will say let's go to Raw. Big Body Rick Boogs is back. And boy, with the air guitar just raving and all going crazy and gyrating and stuff like that, it was good to see your boy back. As we all know, we haven't seen him since WrestleMania in Dallas about uh, almost about a little under a year ago. Uh, so, yeah, man, it's good to see him. And, uh, you know, as he went against Miz, uh, I think a lot of people kind of looked the same way Miz looked when he came back. But that's OK. It's not a big deal. Boogs is entertaining as shit. We're going to see how it rolls out. Outside of that, um, you know, Rhea Ripley talking about, hey, I think I talked about it a, a while back, but, you know, her going against Charlotte for some unfinished business is exactly the way I would go with it. Makes perfect sense. It's smart. And I was super excited. And last but not least, SmackDown Tag Team Championship Contenders Tournament Final. You got Ricochet and the Monster among uh, men, Braun Strowman versus Imperium. Uh, really good match. Uh, you know, there were some parts in there I thought were a little bit hokey and whatnot, but still was pretty good. And they went on to face the Usos later on. So that's kind of my four-way stop. All right, no doubt. My Michaels, man, what were you feeling this week? Uh, along the same lines, uh, Vengeance Day, we got uh, a wonderful four-way tag team title match where Gallus is now the champions. Uh just everything about that match played really well um, and uh, pretty deadly. It's just one of the best at fucking doing sports entertainment. They are fucking amazing. Uh, then we also had uh, Waller's champagne entrance to the cage, which was wonderful. Uh, and a solid cage match. Uh, you know, a guy his size putting on a match like that with a guy bronze size really shows uh, how good Waller is. Uh, and uh, the women's uh, NXT triple threat match for the title, fucking solid, great storytelling, uh, just a wonderful all-around match. We had Cody main eventing Raw, showing why he's a fucking star, man. Uh, just, just phenomenal. But the best thing that I saw uh, this week in the four-way stop was Ray versus Dom on the racetrack in one of the best fucking segments with some of the best talk on uh, the radio. It was fucking wonderful. You think that uh, you can't get any <laughs> cornier, and then they just pull this shit off where it's like, oh, my God, that wasn't bad. That wasn't WCW two fucking monster trucks going off of a fucking building type shit. This was actually them taking jabs at each other, which was funny as fuck. So good shit. Yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. You know, sometimes the thing about going um, last is you eventually say a lot of the few things, but um, let me just start off by saying, yes, the Wesley and, and Dijak match was, the best match for me for that entire night. Um, it it stole it. It stole the entire show. I mean, Wesley, this guy. I I'm just I've I've enjoyed him since I watched him on Impact, and everything that he's doing, it just seems like he's just continuing to elevate himself. 
Um, I know he did. And one of the uh, moves he did was a, a, a German suplex, which looks pretty powerful. Um, <laughs> just impressive all over. It was it, uh, uh, what you want to see in a David versus Goliath match. Um, so I'll, I'll leave it there. Um, in terms of Raw, Cody kicking off the show. Uh, this, w- what Cody does is he he's the art he's a he's a storyteller that gets you to want to be more involved into whatever he is talking about and on paper you you know you you like the idea of uh, a Cody and Roman's Reigns match but as Cody starts to break things down and talk about um having the different uh, family or legacies that's within WWE and how he broke all of that down. And if he would have talked, if his older self would talk to his younger self, you know, what that conversation would be. Boy, I'm telling you, I'm getting more excited to see what's going to come out of this. Cody is just great in, on the mic. And it's just, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm just excited to see. Uh, very last thing, I'll put my four-way stop. Shout out, Carmelo Hayes won both of the two out of three falls. So that's all I'll say out of that. <laughs> against Apollo Cruz. So, any AEW got any openings o- over there? Because we is, it might be uh, on this one. No, you, nah, you're full. Nah. You're full. <laughs> okay, we're full. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's get the two sweet for the week. <clears throat> all right, I'm gonna start with you, Simon Street Man. What anybody too sweet for the week? Well, you know what? I'm going to leave off right where you left off at talking about him. And if you didn't watch Vengeance Day, him referring to Carmelo Hayes. Uh, the entry was really cool. I mean, at first I was going to be like, it's a little bit hokey, uh, but it was actually really cool. Um, I haven't been able to really keep up with NXT in the past months just because I've been super busy. But if that's brand new, is that brand new, gentlemen? I'm assuming, right, that that him was brand new. Yes, yeah, no. Yeah, okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure because I kind of was thinking, I don't remember, but it was really too sweet. I like that moniker. I hope he goes with that. Him. It's it's cool. Uh, another too sweet uh, for the week, too, is <laughs> I'm going to go a little bit with Michaels was was saying, you know, that back and forth with Dominic and Mysterio. That was actually kind of cool. And, I, and the reason why I said that was too sweet for the week because um, I like, even though it was a bit cringy, I like that. WWE, if they go down that road, it's great for marketing. It's great for partnering with other events that's kind of going on and having, you know, people who may not watch it, right? They'll turn them in because they, you know, maybe not Dominic and Ray Mysterio, but other things in the future, things will pop up. Oh, man, did you see what happened on so-and-so? So hopefully it brings attention to other things and partnerships yeah. and stuff like that. So I thought that was too sweet for the week, the way that doled out. And then, um, you know, just just the last thing was um, just kind of kind of Cody Rhodes going against Finn Balor. I thought that was really cool on Raw. And then toward the end, uh, you know, with the interference, obviously a judgment day, you had Edge come out and then, you know, Rhea's beating up on Edge. And then, of course, Beth Phoenix comes out. It's always kind of good to see. I'm sure something to that degree is going to go that direction, uh, obviously, before uh, Rhea Ripley goes up against Charlotte in uh, WrestleMania. But, uh, you know, that's pretty much my too sweet for the week had me hooping and hollering. So. All right. Uh, let me go over to you, Michaels. Um, how about you, man? What do you have for too sweet? 
So let's uh, let's just go for what was the sweetest thing of this week, and that was the arrival of the tribal chief on SmackDown, and of course uh, there was a bloodline member who went missing. We don't know where Jay is, which is very interesting considering that next week the Usos have a tag team title match, which uh, will he be there to defend? That's pretty fucking great. That's a great anticipation. But holy crap, that fucking segment with Sami Zayn was pure wrestling gold. Fucking just record that, kids. Watch it over and fucking over and learn how to do shit. Because uh, that was just so fucking dramatic. The beat down, the setup, and then he pulls the chair. And that moment where he's just like, I'll see you in Montreal and I'm going to beat the fuck out of you in front of your family, your friends, your kids. It was just like, holy shit, this is what brings emotion to pro wrestling. This is why you give a fuck. And if everyone, not, not just, you know, not just AEW or impact or, you know, or the other branches of the WWE or the other shows in WWE, if everyone could invest that type of storytelling, then everything would be good every week. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I will, uh, I'll jump in there for impact wrestling bullet club, uh, Chris Bay, and Ace Austin versus uh, Kevin Knight and Kushida. Now, I'm not, I'm still kind of learning Kevin Knight. I've seen him now two to three weeks. Apparently, he's on, you might can add more context on Sin City, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Jr. I guess they are the winners in that particular um, uh, area. And so, um, but Kevin Knight, I'm beginning to watch him more, and this guy is pretty impressive in the ring. First off, he has a lot of height, and um, and uh, the, the things he's the moves he's actually able to do is pretty impressive for a guy that is this tall. One spot on impact that was great was when Kevin Knight was about to jump out of the ring, drop out of the ring. Uh, Chris Bay uh, eventually uh, intercepted him as he was coming out, and hit him with a cutter outside of the ring uh, and got the entire uh, building hyped and excited. It was, it was pretty awesome to see because you don't get to see uh, moves like that. You could tell they really worked on it and it actually came out good. But, um, but I just want to give a shout out because I'm beginning to see more of Kevin Knight. They, of course, they came, teamed him up with Kushida, building that whole New Japan thing. But I, I think it's going to be good things for him. And, uh, of course, the Bullet Club is just – absolutely too sweet man just to be doing what they doing so <laughs> that would be my too sweet for the week but since city steve man what you got all right so john moxley and hangman page went out had their third match together and it was better than either of the other two matches strange how that works right <laughs> um this was a fight a uh, major brawl broke out at the at the top of dynamite before the match even started um, once it did, those guys hit each other with absolutely everything that they had. Um, they went about 16 minutes and yeah, Moxley ended up getting a quick pin 
And uh, yeah, there was a post-match confrontation between the two and insinuates that these guys are not done. For better or worse, I guess. Um, maybe some sort of a gimmick match to act as a blow-off at Revolution, but obviously Revolution is in March. Are they going to keep that shit going for a month for another month? We'll see. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere on Dynamite, Brian Danielson and Timothy Thatcher had the exact type of a match that you would think that they would have. An absolutely solid professional wrestling match. Emphasis on wrestling. Um, I, you know, I would love Thatcher in the BCC if he was actually signed to AEW. We established the fact that that AEW's full, but you know, if he wasn't under contract to Noah, he could fit right in. Yeah. I will say this match was not for everyone. If you like grappling and technical wrestling, give this 13 minutes a shot. Um, Danielson obviously won leading up to next week where he's going to face Roosh um, as he, you know, continues the chase for MJF's title. And uh, yeah, I do have to give a two sweet to the two sweet of the week to everyone involved in that bloodline storyline. Without question, it is the best angle storyline, whatever, in pro wrestling in the last 10 years. Any promotion, anywhere. It's fucking awesome. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Can't debate that at all. All right. Let's go now into our WTFs. All right, so I'll kick this off. For those who watch Impact or don't watch Impact, they've had a, a talent there named Savannah Edwards who, who, who has been on the show now for, I would say, at least a good two years. Uh, she was the sidekick of Tasha Steeles, and she's always been presented as a powerhouse. I mean, when you see this woman, you, you first thing to come to your mind is I'm not going to in any way cause any confrontation with her. But since she has, since she's been on the show, anytime she's had a match, she's always just been defeated. She's always been beat up on. I don't understand why they do this. Why not build somebody now to be that big powerhouse that you need on that team? You know, whether if it's for heel or 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 face, whatever you want to go, she needs to have more wins. Or what's the purpose? You know, why is she there? The job. Now, she lost this week to Giselle, and I get it. You know, they Giselle ended up having uh, a, a promo where, you know, she pretty much uh, said, hey, she she can't help it. She made a lot of the women talent leave. She named Tasha Steeles, which I don't know if you guys knew, but she took some time off from wrestling for a little bit. Chelsea Green, of course, we know where she's at now. And the influence that was consist of Emma and Madison Rain. We know where they're at, right? So Giselle, of course, is in that position where she's saying, hey, I made them leave, and they're now pushing her into a, uh, a bigger role. But Savannah Ev uh, 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 Evans, we've got to figure out how to build her into what she should be. I'm tired of what Impact is doing to her. What the fuck? All right, let's now move over to Matt Michaels. What do you have for this week? So unlike Steve, uh, John Moxley and Heyman Page is the worst fucking thing in wrestling right now. John Moxley bleeds right away once again to start off fucking Dynamite 
Uh, go figure. John Moxley does not know how to wrestle anymore. He just knows that if he cuts himself, the bloodthirsty AEW fans are happy. Hangman Page is the most boring motherfucker on this planet. Period. Uh, not in wrestling, just in general. That dude needs to find a fucking personality, and uh, it ain't cowboy shit because even that is fucking gone. So fuck him, fuck Moxley, fuck that match. Uh, and then let's finish it with Joe bleeding because Darby Allen is a fucking horrible wrestler. That dude needs to fucking get lost. I think him and Hangman Page just form a tag team, just call them the shits, and uh, that would be wonderful. Great, get rid of them. Uh, wonderful to see that uh, Tony Storm and uh, Page are uh, heels now, and that Britt Baker. And Jamie Hayter are faces because that story was told very well. <laughs> what the fuck is going on with that shit? Uh, and uh, you're building up uh, Roosh and Brian Danielson. And uh, so you have Roosh take on the, uh, <clears throat> the person who's on television almost every week, Christopher Daniels, so that we could see, you know, Roosh beat uh, a guy who never gets on TV anymore and is almost 50 years old, you know, to show uh, that uh, he's he's got a chance against Danielson. Just fucking horrible storytelling all around. Fuck. Okay. Um, since City Steve, I, I, I don't know how you follow up, man, but... It's your turn, well, man. Well, your I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give some what the fuck moments from AEW. You know, okay, I'm not yeah, gonna right. I'm not gonna give pick and choose little only negative shit from WWE because you know that's not how I do things. But anyway, start that clock. Um, anyway, uh, we're doing this gauntlet bullshit way too much in AEW. MJF did it in the past. Jericho did it in the past. MJF is now in the middle of one with Brian Danielson. Chris Jericho is now starting one with Ricky Starks. For fuck's sake. You know, let's not beat this down into the ground any more than we already have. I mean, I'm sure the matches will be fired. They'll be good to watch. Starks and Guevara and Starks versus Garcia should be great if we actually get those. Um, obviously, Starks needs to run the table and get the marquee win over Chris Jericho. What the fuck to the whole gauntlet situation, though? Elsewhere, the Ass Boys have a tag team title match next week on Dynamite after Daddy Ass accepts the challenge on behalf of the Acclaimed. Clearly, the Acclaimed were not happy with this when Billy Gunn accepted the challenge laid down from his sons after, uh, yeah, it was said that Billy looked for refuge in the bottom of a pill bottle during their younger years. Ouch. Uh, but still, man, I, I swear, if they break up the acclaimed and daddy ass, it will be a mistake, especially if the guns win the tag titles. What the fuck? And then uh, lastly, I, I feel like an asshole because I'm somewhat agreeing with Michaels. But, you know, I guess we're going full steam ahead with this AEW homegrown versus wim outsiders, you know, uh, women's angle. Uh, the entire women's division is muddled in shades of gray and, you know, foreshadowing. It, it means nothing, clearly. Um, but Ruby Soho is forced to make a choice whether to back up Britt and Jamie Hayter or turn heel and join with Soraya and Tony Storm. I think anybody who has any common sense knows exactly how this is going to turn out. But ultimately, pick a storyline with the women 
keep them involved, build credibility, and see it through till the end, please. All right. Perfect. Simon Street, what you got? Well, I got a couple of uh, what the fucks. One what the fuck was uh, the necessity need for announcers to keep reminding us that Caden Carter and Katana Chance actually are the longest reigning tag team women's champions in any of Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Like, okay, you said it once. We didn't need to hear it over and over again. And then they dropped the belt. So I guess maybe they were doing that as, hey, we appreciate what you've done. Uh, So that was one thing that was really, really freaking annoying. But uh, other than that, another thing that was a little bit annoying, and, and I might get a little bit of flack for it, I felt like, you know, the one downer for that whole night of Vengeance Day was the Rock and, Roxanne Perez and Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. I just, oh, like I said earlier, I, I really haven't kept up with NXT a lot, but I could have done without a lot of the promos that they had. And glad I wasn't there throughout the weeks to have to see them unfold because they were cringe worthy. Man, toxic attraction without Mandy Rose really does show in the promos. It's bad. Miss One Ho ain't got no promos. So outside of that, just trying to figure out <clears throat> what the fuck is Manyas? I know it's not wrestling, but as I was watching this, I kept seeing Eminem commercials. Now I love peanut and Eminems, and I think they're great and they're amazing. I think y'all like Eminems, right? I love Eminems. It's interesting. I just caught my eye. When I see her saying Ma and Yaz put oysters in my, I'm not understanding what it is. I just wanted to pay attention to it because I was like, what the fuck, literally. But that's my what the fuck's for the week. All right, all right. Perfect, man. All right, what are we looking out for? Let's see. All right. I was going to go right over to Michael. But I will go. <laughs> okay. There he is. All right. Like, what are you? What you looking out for, man? Uh, well, let's uh, let's start uh, with uh, the fact that uh, Kiana James and uh, Fallon Henley are the tag team champions in NXT. They worked that fucking storyline nicely. And found a way to get the belts off of uh, those other two scrubs. Uh, who, uh, yeah, uh, like, I don't know. Even uh, Shawn Michaels apparently says that those two, uh, Carter and whatever the fuck her name is, uh, that they're going to be big or whatever. Uh, yeah, good luck. Let's see whatever happens to them. Uh, was that Dabo Kato who turned on Apollo Cruz? Dabadito. Is that who it is? Yeah, whatever the fuck his name is. That was uh, Yeah, like, it's kind of what the fuck, and then it's kind of like, well, I want to see what they do with him. I, I know what they're doing with Apollo Crews. He's going to AEW, obviously, so. <laughs> they don't have any more room. Impact Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. ROH. ROH we don't have, we don't have any more room either, I'm sorry. I'd love to see that you are all on my side now about Apollo Crews after all these years. Well, listen. It's not him. It's just the way he's booked. Fuck, man. Apollo's good. He's great. The problem is, is that he's Apollo Crews. What do you, I mean, what do you do with him? There was missed opportunities when he was running that, that, um, that 
Nigerian I think I think there could have been some better advancements in that storyline that they didn't that they didn't take advantage of. That's all I would say. That's all I'm saying. He should have hit somebody with the fucking spear and said Wakanda forever. He have the best career ever. There wouldn't even be a bloodline if he did that shit. Oh guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he'll be sued at the same time. <laughs> just, just hit him with the round part that no one knew was on the end of the all right. spear. We, we took up uh, Michael's time. Uh, all right. For me, pretty quick here, Impact Wrestling, I am looking for it because this is a good time to promote the Vegas show. Coming here on, on the 24th Surrender, we now know who the main uh, event will be. Yes, we have Josh Alexander. Now, he's going to be a, uh, going against Rich Swan. So it will be a good match, but both of these guys are good guys. So that's different unless maybe rich gonna do something within the next few weeks i don't know maybe those that have already read the show know something that's gonna happen but i don't know i don't know what the deal but it's gonna at least be a good match right he, i hate to spoil it but he sleeps with josh Alexander's wife. <laughs> oh, boy well that would definitely change up some things masha slamovich and mickey james also going for that nxt um uh, the the uh, knockout. So there's that. I am. Uh, oh, and I want to know who these people are, Steve. I'll let you use a little bit of my time. I'm always I'm always enjoying when uh, new people come into the world of Impact. Uh, Steph Delander and uh, Dirty Dirty Dango. Am I should I know them or where they come from? Well, Steph Delander was uh, in NXT. Uh, Por uh, Porsche Perazzi or whatever. Porsche oh, I can't remember that name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you know then, uh, okay. and Dirty Dango is Fondango. Oh shit. Well, yeah. there's that. Didn't know that. Well, that's really interesting because they're going to be on next week's show, so I'm excited. Thank Dango you for signing a multi-year deal with them, so you're stuck with them for a while. Oh wow. All right. Well, I guess we do have some open spaces. Come on over, Apollo. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh, all right, let's go over to you, uh, Simon Street, man. What, what are you looking out for? Uh, pretty much what I'm looking out for is really just kind of three things. From NXT, definitely want to see uh, Kamalo Hayes and Braun Breaker. Um, as the end of uh, Vengeance Day hit, and Braun Breaker stood victorious on the top of the cage, trying not to fall because he was very, very careful. Uh, Carmelo Hayes comes out. So that should be really good. I personally think that Braun Breaker... Uh, may be ready to go up to the main roster, and I think Carmelo Hayes would be the perfect person to take it off to him. Just my opinion. Uh, another thing that I'm looking forward to is what the hell and how the hell and when the hell are they going to do something productive with the Viking Raiders? I just don't understand where this is going, and I'm tired of seeing Valhalla come I'm worried. I'm scared. I'm grabbing perishables and in, in hiding in, in, in a freaking doomsday bunker. What the fuck are we doing with them? So I'm looking forward to seeing, obviously, what we saw on SmackDown with them uh, kind of rough shopping a little bit their way around, a little bit different take. Uh, I don't know. I think they should uh, add Otis in their tribe, and that would be cool, too. I don't know. Um, and then last but not least, the one thing that I'm looking forward to, and I think we've all kind of said it, is uh, the conclusion or the climax, not the conclusion, but the climax to uh, what's going to happen with Sammy uh, come Elimination Chamber in Montreal. That is going to be freaking interesting uh, because I've always said for the longest time, and I think finally now it's reached the internet, 
it was never about Sami Zayn. It's always been about Jay. And I've been very, very true to that. And we're starting to see that now. I know Sin City Steve said something alluded to that uh, a couple weeks back. But I think a lot of us kind of know it's always been about Jay. And so to finally see this come together is sheer delight. That's what I'm looking forward to, y'all. All right. Let's get right into our best in show. Okay. Oh, I'm just joking. Or we can just skip me. You know, I'm not looking forward Damn. to anything. <laughs> Mean I you know what? Right. I want um, to see. Hey, I want so, to see your face. You did exactly what I thought, which was a right. Anyway, <laughs> um, so Simon, no, Otis will not join their tribe. He will be the latest maximum male model. Um, yeah, <sighs> Otis, get used to it. It's gonna happen, <sighs> and is, it'll be. Is he gonna rub baloney on his body parts and shit? Hey, you never know. Hey, who knows, man? Maybe maybe Maxine Dupree will do the same thing. We can only hope. Um, anyway, um, yeah. Uh, after the TNT title match, Wardlow came out uh, to actually a great ovation uh, in his home state of Ohio. Um, evidently, Wardlow and Joe is not over yet. Yeah, for better or worse. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how the fans support him this time. Um, and if he gets anywhere near the reactions that he was getting and the momentum that he had when he was chasing for the TNT title last year, um, elsewhere, the 18 to 24 female demographic got some bad news as jungle boy announced that his team with hook is over for now. Jack Perry said that he's going to go for a singles championship. Well, let's look at it. Would he be going for the uh, for the TNT title? Wouldn't make sense with anything going on right now. He's not at the stage in his career where he goes after the world title. So All-Atlantic Championship against Orange Cassidy? I don't know. We'll see. And then um, in the short term, MJF and Takeshita was announced for next week on Dynamite. That should be a very, very solid match. Um, obviously, we know that Takeshita is not going to pick up the win. Um, and quite frankly, he shouldn't, but you know, it's going to be a good showcase for him and it's going to get some more shine on him, which I'm totally good with. Um, I am a fan of both guys work and I think that they could put on a great match next week. Was MJF on the show this week? He got involved in a pull apart, um, with Takeshita. Um, basically wow. he came down during the Danielson and Thatcher match. Um, and Takeshita chased him off. They got into a backstage uh, brawl, uh, pull apart, ensued, and Tony Khan made the announcement for a match between those two. Uh, elsewhere, there was a backstage segment with MJF handing an envelope full of money to Roosh and calling him uh, various things in Spanish. Oh, wow. Oh. Don't yeah. remember any of that. <laughs> Short-term memory loss is a bitch. But oh, <laughs> you 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 wasn't on your uh, gummies at that point, right? Oh, I mean, it it, it would have made the isn't show. Isn't every day? Isn't every day a gummy day? Yeah, no. it's just you need more gummies to get through dynamite. <laughs> I don't I don't have enough money for that many gummies. <laughs> have a gummy day. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, so I'll give this week, uh, I'll give it to Vengeance. 
I, I thought overall that the uh, event was uh, was good. They have some matches I didn't care about, like the um, tag team women's uh, championship that we kind of talked about. I, I I never was a fan of the whole Jansen Carter. I never just I never got it. I never did. But whatever. I'm just happy they finally got the belt off of him. Outside of that, though, I thought the rest of the uh, the show was uh, pretty decent. Uh, the crowd was hyped. That's the way you want to start the show. I talked about it earlier. Um, uh, and it was good to see NXT back in uh, a bigger arena. I, I love the setup for it. It, it was, um, yeah, I just miss all of that. And it was it was good to see again. So I'll give it to NXT for you. All right, let me go over to you, Simon Street. Uh, best in show for you. I'm definitely going to go ahead with the same thing. Is uh, NXT Vengeance Day really was, I think, a success. And, you know, I think, you know, unfortunately, the elephant in the room, which is a, not that it was a snooze alert. I just felt like you could see, and I mentioned that early as well, they were really trying to dress up the weaker link of what they had planned. Uh, and that was the women's tag team match. Uh, the one thing that I will tell you, is I like the consistency of NXT, how they are not afraid to try new things. They're not afraid to take belts off of people. Um, and, you know, really happy to see, and I didn't mention earlier, is Gallus, uh, you know, being a new uh, NXT tag team champions. Uh, so all in all, man, great show. All right, let me go over to you, Sin City Steve. All right. So, gee, I wonder. AEW Dynamite. Surprise, surprise. We're back, gentlemen. Um, <laughs> I uh, I mentioned most everything of note, uh, but again this week we saw Brian Cage in a solid match again this time, uh, putting over Kanosuke Takeshita, uh, which was very much needed. Cage's contract is coming up soon, and you know over the last six months, I think Brian Cage has actually made fans take notice. Um, his crowd reactions have been better than they have been his entire time in the promotion. And, uh, you know, that that says a lot. Um, but uh, Takeshita is going to be a damn star in the business, especially dude's only 27. So he's got the entire world ahead of him. Uh, else, elsewhere, I do have to say, uh, if you haven't gone to see the new Dave Batista movie, uh, A Knock at the Cabin or whatever it is. Um, yeah, A Knock at the Cabin. Um, it was actually pretty solid and Dave Batista gave a great performance. So yeah, yeah, I definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah, man. But Batista, man, he's, uh, his, his acting has been, been on point. I don't mind. Uh, I don't see, I don't mind a good Batista film. I still like Stuber. I thought that was a really good one. You should see him in uh, Knives Out, even though he wasn't as serious as this last one. He was He's really good. He's up there with WWEs that went to Hollywood. All right. Outside Matt of Marvel, he's good. <laughs> All right. Matt Michaels. Uh, vengeance. And uh, no one mentioned the fact that the show wasn't at the Performance Center uh, area. It was in North Carolina. So, uh, And you had Charlotte introducing the show essentially because it was North Carolina. So great shit there, but let's face it. The best uh, thing of this week to, uh, to come out of this week was uh, those new Eminem commercials with Maya Rudolph. They're fucking fabulous. And I am very happy that she's uh, the new spokesperson and they got rid of those sexy Eminems because uh, those were bugging me. 
So are you going to eat the oyster ones? <laughs> I will eat anything she Or the clams. I bet there were clams. My bad. Clams. Whatever she wants to stick in my mouth, I will suck it down. Oh, wow. All right. Wow. So... Hey, I can't disagree a little bit because I'm feeling her too, but hey, okay. Oh, man. All right. Well, with that, everyone, thank you for hanging out. We appreciate it. No matter if you was with us live or you downloaded and listened to the podcast, we always appreciate it, and we appreciate you. For those who are watching, we are going to jump onto our three count right after this. So make sure you jump on as we got three great topics for you. I know you're going to want to have your opinion uh, put out there and we want to hear it. And if you're not live on the show, this uh, that that three uh, count will be on Tuesday's download. So just make sure you uh, you download that. All right. So with that, we will see you next time. Take care and happy wrestling. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.